Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Flex. I know that it's been a minute since I've uploaded, but life kind of had a few unexpected surprises for me, so I had to take some time to get myself together. But I'm back and I'm better, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this week's episode. On today's episode, we have Crystal Perego. Sorry if I butchered your last name, but she's a graduate from East Stroudsburg University. She graduated just last year and is now working as an art director in the city. You can find her recording videos for her YouTube channel or catch her showing off the latest trends on IG and her personal blog. On today's show, we talk about how the economic downturn, also known as the recession, sort of shaped her future, flexing for the gram, and much more. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode, but I do want to give a quick disclaimer. Towards the end of the interview, you'll hear a little bit of background noise. I tried to edit edit it out as much as I possibly could, but due to my circumstances that week, it was just a huge thing. But um, I just wanted to let you guys know that. So without further ado, here's this week's episode. Hey, Crystal. Thanks so much for coming on to um, Financial Flex with Lex. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I am feeling a little bit under the weather, so if anyone's listening, please just excuse my um, voice. (laughs) You're fine. All right, so let's just dive right in. Um, for those of for those people out there who may not know who you are, even though I find that to be impossible, um, just (laughs) tell us about yourself. Well, hello everyone. I'm Crystal Jane Pagero. I'm 22 years old. I'm a fashion YouTuber, blogger. I do freelance digital marketing and styling and graphic design. I'm an art director for a business-to-business fashion, commercial, residential management magazine. And I clearly love glam, but I also love to read, watch movies, travel, and eat, specifically seafood. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, where did you graduate from and what year? Okay, so I graduated from East Stroudsburg University of Pennsylvania in 2017, so I'm a recent grad last May. Nice, nice. So I'm sure as you know, this podcast is all about, you know, my personal journey with finance and and trying to get out of debt, but I also thought that it would be um, an awesome opportunity to get other young millennials um, to share their stories, because I think that's something um, that's definitely needed. So um, I'd love to ask you, growing up, what was your relationship like with money? Okay, so my relationship with money um, still, like, hangs on to me as how I treat and, like, view money, which is, like, a working thing, which is why I love this podcast. Um, But my relationship with money when I was younger is that money was so valuable. It was hard to keep. Everything is, like, seems like it's out of reach. Like, it was definitely a struggle. Money was, like, like, kind of viewed as a negative in my household, I want to say, for the most part, definitely, Hmm. Um, especially when the recession hit. Like, before the recession, um, money wasn't that, like, crazy. I mean, I was younger, too, so I probably wouldn't even know, but I do remember going on, like, two vacations a year. We would go shopping with my mom, like, whenever she wanted to, which was more frequent than not, (laughs) but when the recession hit, it was, like, a complete 180 everything was just it was so negative um especially when you have seven people in a house um in a nice house too like my parents they both used to work in New York um 
and live in Pennsylvania. So, of course, like, you make more money there, you spend less money here. And we were doing good until the recession. There was only one parent that was working part-time in a temp job. So you can see, like, the struggle with a big family on that. The strain of everything. Um, I remember, like, there was, like, one Christmas where, like, we used to be spoiled for Christmas. Um, so there was, like, one or a few Christmases that it was just, like, so different. Even, like, that, like the energy, like, I can tell my parents felt really bad. And, you know, like, it was it was just a lot on them. And then you can see as I was growing up, it was just, like, saying, like, I need to be making money now, like, kind of mm-hmm, thing. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, like, we used to go shopping for, like, back school and everything and I remember we couldn't be able to do that and luckily I have an older sister because I'm so into fashion as you know yeah um so I'm like oh my gosh I can't have new clothes like again this year <laughs> but um I would get her hand-me-downs mm-hmm. and I, I would be really creative with how I would because we had completely different styles so I would have to be creative with how I wore things I even borrowed stuff from my little sisters and I was extremely skinny back then that I was able to fit in like these little like <laughs> they're like so much they're like they're five years younger than me so I was able to fit into their clothes as well so that's kind of crazy but um I had to get creative with that and then so my first like kind of job because I knew I had to make money fast because every time I asked for money if I did which was rare like I already knew the answer it was no like no you like we can't afford that or you can't have that and we had to drop like out of dance classes all oh, of that wow. Uh, so I had to work as a babysitter for my neighbor, and I got paid for that. And then when I was able to get a job at 16 or 17, I started working at McDonald's, so that way I could be able to port, uh, yeah, afford for my stuff for cheerleading and all that other, you know, high school stuff. And yeah. then, um, yeah, so overall, like, my, my parents, especially my stepdad, always brought up how expensive things are and asked how we were going to pay for them. And, like, I don't know if you're familiar with the book Poor Dad, Rich Dad? No, I've never heard of it. Oh my gosh, it's such a good book. It's a, it's a financial book. I recommend you reading it. But basically, it's about um, the author. He had like a perspective of his dad, his real father, and his view and perspective on money, and then his friend's father and his view perspective on money. And he's like rich now. He grew up poor. And I don't know, my mentality in my household was definitely a poor dad mentality, even though from mm-hmm. the outside looking in, you would think that we had money because of where we live and, like, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff, but it definitely was not like that, and so, yeah. Wow, so <laughs> you had to really, you know, you had to get get crafty with, you know, with your clothes, and you, it, so, and, like, you know, work hard to like you know start just like you know get a job as soon as you were able to so um how has all of that affected the way you view money now so it's definitely shaped like even my boyfriend points it out like I need to like kind of change my perspective a little bit and I understand it because I'm a huge like manifester and like your thoughts become reality kind of girl so I'm just like oh my gosh I need to change the way I think because I'm very with certain stuff for the most part I'm very frugal and I'm very I'm such a warrior because Mm -hmm. um like with loans coming in um I was just like oh my gosh how am I supposed to like and I you know just graduating from college getting a job and everything like I want to move out I want to be on my own I want to be so independent I don't want to like depend on anyone and when 
loans came and I'm like, wow, this is just like, this is rent money. How am I supposed to yeah. afford rent? Especially if I work in the city, I want to, you know, move in the city or, um, you know, close to it, obviously, mm-hmm. not like in Manhattan because that's just a dream that is a little bit in the future. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's affecting me because I'm such a worrier. I'm always like, how am I going to pay for this? And, this? and even if it hasn't even affected me yet, like, <laughs> I don't have rent to pay, but I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, and, um, I, I totally understand. I'm, I'm like, literally the same way. So, um, this is actually a perfect follow-up for my next question. Um, so, do you consider yourself to be more of a spender or a saver? Definitely a saver for the most part. Uh, I'm very frugal with certain stuff. I always spend my money, but I also think I'm very smart, too, because, like, I do have, like, high-end makeup, and I do have, like, like good brands of clothing and stuff, and I do like to go on vacation when it's needed to be. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm smart. I think I'm very smart with my money. And even, like, my boyfriend and other people around me say the same thing. But sometimes, like, um, nobody really knows this about me because I keep it to myself or, like, I just rent to my boyfriend. But sometimes I'm very frugal when it comes to myself and, like, money when it's not needed to be because, like I said, I'm pretty smart with my money. So if I'm not, like, in a situation where I don't need to spend, like, I know not to, but mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, I can't afford rent that I don't even have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's funny. Yeah, no, I I totally understand um, when it comes to, like, you know, trying to hopefully one day move out on your own and then, you know, trying to, you know, pay off your loans on top of, like, you know, the bills that will come and rent that has to come. It's, like, it's like so overwhelming to think about it sometimes. You're like, I'm only making X amount of dollars, and then I have, like, X amount in bills to pay. Like, how am I going to make this all work? Especially as, like, I know you have a boyfriend and everything, but just, like, being um, – like, you know, as a single person, you're like, I don't have that extra yeah. help or, like, anyone to rely on. I don't even consider, like, like my boyfriend as help. I'm, I want to consider myself to be as independent as I can be. Yeah, so, like, same. He's not even, like, in the equation when I think about my, like, payment situation mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm on my own on this. <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. So um, I want to kind of segue into your um, your career. So um, in, in the introduction, you know, you stated that you're a, you know, YouTuber who primarily focuses on, like, fashion and, like, makeup. And then you also, um, you know, work in, like, the magazine industry, which is so, so sick. So um, I wanted to ask you, as someone who works within the fashion industry, is there a correlation between wanting to appear like quote unquote richer than um, what they really are on social media? Um, like, for example, I remember reading this article maybe like two or three weeks ago, and this girl, she was like around like 25, 26, she had maxed out all of her credit cards and like racked up like $10,000 in debt just to portray this lifestyle that she wasn't living on Instagram so she would always you know purchase new clothes and always um go on vacations like using her credit card just to you know appear 
just to have some kind of like appearance on social media and like grow her following and things of that nature. So, um, what are your thoughts on that? So, I definitely, definitely, definitely think there there is definitely a correlation when it comes to appearing richer or even very, very in, very trendy, very yeah. fashionable, keeping up to date and up to speed with everything. Um, even like with the people I work with, like. I was kind of intimidated because they talk about brands a lot and they would be like, oh, I got this from Nordstrom. This is um, even like the clients I work with, work with is like, oh, my Justice Oscar de La Renta. Like it's going to a museum. So I'm not able to have it. Well, it's just like, oh my gosh, like this is straight up. I'm like misguided. Like, <laughs> and like, even when I like say, oh, we're, when they ask me, where'd you get this from? I'll tell them like, sometimes I'm like, oh, like I got it from like, what misguided or something or like even I don't know old navy or something and then I just feel a little bit like intimidated just because like people consider like those online stores to be like so polyester and so like mm-hmm. you know deep and stuff like meanwhile like my coworkers got a lot of things from like higher end and even Zara like you know Zara's not cheap so yeah Zara's I definitely got- not cheap I, yeah, I felt a little bit intimidated, and I'm like, wow, I need to step up with my brands. Like, I never even, I was never a person who was, like, brands, brands, brands. Like, I'm just like, if it looks good, it looks good, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when I started, like, working in the city and studying for my internship, I'm like, wow, a lot of people are so brand-heavy. It's just a little bit intimidating. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, realistically, I can't, like, keep shopping at, like, Zara at, on my everyday shopping, you know, because... I'm going to end up broke, and that's not realistic with my budget to be shopping like that, and I know some people do try to keep up, and they have no means to, like, specifically for that girl who, you know, maxed out all her credit cards to keep up with the Instagram, which is crazy. Yeah. I'm a huge believer in investing yourself, but that is not investing in yourself. That's just very silly, like, you know, no offense to her. Maybe she thought she was investing in herself, but... If you're not show, if you're not receiving like something from the end of your investments, then you're not investing in yourself, and you have to like you know take a step back and mm-hmm. look at reality. You know, mm-hmm. social media and stuff. It's like it's not even real, especially that. Like clearly, none of her her social media life is real because she's hurting herself more than helping herself. Like she probably wants to be. A, I don't even know much of the story because I heard of it, but I didn't really like dabble into it. Mm-hmm. Probably wanted to be a social media influencer, and you get paid for that. But most people who are social media influencers are either already rich, or they started off just being themselves. You know, you don't have to buy X, Y, and Z to get paid. Like even with YouTube, like people started off with their phone, and then they worked their way up with a nice camera. Like you can't just go in. Um, 100% when you have no means to. Exactly. And I think that um, for a lot of people, you know, the phrase I'm investing in myself kind of gives you the excuse to spend the money that you don't necessarily have because you're like, oh, I'm doing it for myself. Like, I'm doing it for my future. But it's kind of like, you know, there's there's no... um, like, there's nothing wrong with starting small and gradually working your way exactly. up to those kind of That's things. Investing in yourself. Yeah. You start small, working your way up the ladder. You can't just, like, 
<laughs> exactly. So, um, you were saying how, like, you know, sometimes in the office you, you can feel a little bit intimidated, whether it's with like, your coworkers or clients, um, just because, you know, they're rocking name brands, and then um, you may not have, like, as much name brands uh, or as many name brand items as they have. But yeah. what are some ways that you still stay fashionable and trendy, but um, still within your budget? Because, like, um, I'm obsessed with your Instagram, and you're always looking so oh, fashionable. Good. And I watch, like, all of your lookbooks on YouTube. So you're always looking so fashionable and so trendy and, like, so on point. So, like, how do you how do you do that? Well, thank you, first of all. I'm trying. <laughs> the world to me. Um, so... Like I said, I consider myself as a smart, uh, a smart saver, fashion spender kind of girl. Um, I spend, so my thing is, like, I spend my quality, like, basics and everything, I'll spend on that. Like, I will spend a penny on something that I know for a fact I will wear on years on end. Like, even some of my pieces from high school I still have because they're in great condition. Like, you know, there were, there weren't, like, just $30, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll still, I'll spend on something that I know I'll have for a while. I love how you refer to your clothes as pieces, by the way. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> haven't even noticed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll spend on that, but then I'll save on trends. Like, something that I know that I probably won't like. And, like, if I know it's a trend, if it's in now, but it's probably not going to be in next year, then I'll save on that. I'll I'll, like, you know, go on, you know, one of the websites that I shop on or go to Forever 21 or whatever, H&M, and, you know, rock that. And if it looks good for the time being, then I'll, you know, buy it, but it won't be, like, $60 or something. That's something I know I won't wear like that. Gotcha. So it's... No, that that, that totally makes sense. So it's more of like, you know, staple pieces you're willing to spend a bit more on because you know those are things that you can wear for years to come. Whereas opposed to trends, you might want to save a little bit um, because you know it'll be out next season or next year or what have you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then like I also, I stock sales like it's my job. Like I feel like in the future – like, I'm going to be a fashion merchandiser of some sort. Like, I want to be, like, a really big stylist. So I feel like that just goes into play because I stock sales as if I'm going to shop every single day. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, my, um, I love fashion over jeans. They're cheap. They're pretty cheap. They're very nice looking. But I also love Topshop jeans. Mm-hmm. And an average Topshop jeans or an Urban Outfitter jeans are $70, 60 but I will stock your sales until I get them on a discounted price. Like my Top Shop jeans, $30 on sale. And they're like one of my favorite jeans. Or my Urban Outfitters, like the same thing. Like buy one, get one free. Like mm-hmm. I'll get two Urban Outfitters jeans for $60 instead of one for 60 So I'm really into sales and like I stock them like if it's my job. And then I always ask myself, before I buy something, even if it's not even that expensive, I ask myself, am I actually going to wear this? And mm-hmm. then I'll, if it's, like, something I buy online, I'll, like, look at people's Instagrams to see how they wear on their body to see if it'll look nice on me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, like, a lot of my, like, favorite UK 
YouTubers, like, I love their try-on hauls because if it looks good on them and they have a similar body type as me, then then I know what it will kind of look, look like, like on me. Yeah. And then also, like, um, like when I go to events and stuff, uh, I love House of CB, and it's a very, like, it's kind of expensive, kind of not, like, mm-hmm. compared to other websites that, yeah. like, have really nice dresses for um, $300 or something, like, some of my coworkers would, like, spend on, like, at Nordstrom or something. Like, I consider House of CB, like, my favorite when it comes to events. And then I always shop in their sales. Like, mm. there, there's only been one time that I shopped, like, not on sale. And it was only one time. Like, every other time that I got something from House of CB was from their sales. Yeah, I definitely think, like, shopping, sale, or clearance is the way to go. Like, I know for me, they probably sound, like, super basic, but, like, a lot of my jeans, a lot of my jeans are from um, American Eagle, but, like, all of the jeans I've ever gotten there, gotten there, I've only spent, like, less than 20 bucks on them. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's, like, you have to, I mean, if you're going to spend money on something that's not on sale, then do it once in a blue moon in my opinion but if you can wait a little bit for it to go on sale then I strongly suggest on doing so yeah because it's definitely worth it if you can get more out of your pennies exactly definitely agree so do you do you have a budget and if so have you found it to be helpful or hurtful spend I feel like you can never go wrong with that I myself I try to do the same thing like just save more than I spend so that's definitely a great motto um to have and to live by so what's one money what's one major money mistake that you've made and what did you learn from it um so the only thing that really haunts me (laughs) is loans like I still like it still makes me cringe, like, even the word for school and stuff, because mm-hmm. when I went to school, I did apply for scholarships and grants and all that stuff, but um, the only scholarship I did have was for a private school that was still more expensive than me going to another school, a public co- uh, university, mm-hmm. and so I was just like, oh my gosh, 
because of um, my parents' income. But, you know, just like any other average person in America, they don't consider other people living in that household. They don't consider other children, you know. They mm-hmm. just consider how much your parents make, even though your parents are not the ones who pay for the college. So yeah. I had to pull out so many loans. And I just would tell myself that, like, applying to more scholarships and grants and like loans are not fun yeah they're not fun I definitely I just feel like that's that's my major mistake like not seeing how much loans could really affect me Mm -hmm. I think that that's one of my biggest like major money mistakes as well is just like I always tell myself if I could have you know gone back and do it all over again I think I would have either just gone to like ESU straight from the gate and just like stayed at home and worked and like tried to kind of pay my way through school or maybe gone or gone to like Northampton for two years because I went to IEP and then I went to ESU oh yeah I thought I was saving so much money by going to ESU and stuff but with my loan set up I feel I'm always like I wish I went to like California or something like it's wow. like, it's not unreal to me, the money, that it's, like, it's so big, I feel like it's, it's impossible for me to, like, chuck it away. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, like, wow, if I'm spending an arm and a leg for loans, I might as well, like, win all out, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, just the thought of it just makes me cringe, and I'm like, oh, like, I went to ESU. Like, <laughs> I graduated from ESU, why am I spending this much? <laughs> learn from these mistakes and you know never to do it again if you were to go to grad school or something so yeah Yeah. um so what are your personal money goals for 2018 so my money goals for 2018 is to increase my savings um i do have like like i told you i'm like a freelancer on the side so Mm -hmm. i do want to like get that ball rolling even more Mm because it's just like here and there side job I just want to get that small really more so that way I can save more and then I also want to um chuck away my loans even more <laughs> pretty much nice sounds good so we have the very very last question if you had to sit down and give 16 year old crystal any advice when it came to money what would you say um I would tell her I would warn her about loans and how it, it would make me feel and affect me and I would tell her to like go even more hard into searching and applying for scholarships and grants and all that stuff to keep doing it and then I would also tell her um even though it's not about money it would have to it would probably would affect me is to start a YouTube channel now because at that time YouTube wasn't that big of a thing and I could be getting paid for it yeah yeah I think the same thing I found my first my very first YouTube channel I made when I was 15 I'm like wow and that was when like YouTube was like like just starting I'm like imagine if I had kept going it's so funny because back then I had I had a YouTube channel I mean just to like comment and stuff but I uploaded like for singing like singing videos you know yeah it was like because I used to be like really into singing and I I used to want to be a singer so that was like that was my channel but like nobody knew about it and 
it was always like a private thing. But um, I deleted it, of course. But um, I would tell myself like, no, do fashion and stick to it, even if you think you look ugly in that video. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with me. I had so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, me too. No problem. Thank you for considering me to be your guest. I'm very honored. And it was kind of therapeutic when I was writing my answers and like thinking about what I was going to say. Even though like I don't have all the answers or anything, it kind of like calmed me a little bit down. (laughs) Aw, that's good.